from Paul, God's willing slave, and an apostle of Jesus, the anointed one, to Titus. I'm writing, writing you to further the faith of God's chosen ones and lead them to the full knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, which rests on the hope of eternal life. God, who never lies, has promised us this before time began. In his own time, he unveiled his word through the preaching of the gospel, which was entrusted to me by the command of God, our life giver. Titus, you are my true son in faith, we share. May grace and peace descend to you from God the Father and our Savior, the Anointed One, Jesus. The reason I stationed you in Crete was so that you could set things in order and complete what was left unfinished and to rise up and appoint church elders in every city, just as I had instructed you. Each of them must be above reproach, devoted solely to his wife, whose children are believers and not rebellious or out of control. The overseer, since he serves God's household, must be someone of blameless character and not be opinionated or short-tempered. He must not be a drunkard or violent or greedy. Instead, he should be one who is known for his hospitality and lover of goodness. He should be recognized as one who is fair-minded, pure-hearted, and self-controlled. He must have a firm grasp of the trustworthy message that he has been taught. This will enable him to both encourage others with healthy teachings and provide convincing answers to those who oppose his message. There are many wayward people, smooth talkers and deceivers, especially the converts from Judaism. They must be silenced because they are disrupting entire families with their corrupt teachings, all for their dishonest greed. A certain one of them, one of their own prophets, said, Those Cretans are nothing but liars worthless beasts and lazy gluttons. He certainly knew what he was talking about. For this reason, correct them thoroughly so that their lives will line up with the truth of, of our faith. Instruct them not to pay any attention to Jewish, Jewish myths or follow the teaching of those who reject, reject the truth. It's true that all is pure to those who have pure hearts, but to the corrupt believers nothing is pure. Their minds and consciences are defiled. They claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. They are disgusting, disobedient, and disqualified from doing anything good. Chapter 2 <clears throat> Your duty is to teach them to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. Lead the male elders into disciplined lives of dignity and self-control. Urge them to have a solid faith, generous love, and patient endurance. Likewise with the female elders, lead them into, free, into lives free from gossip and drunkenness, and to be teachers of beautiful things. This will enable them to teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, and to be self-controlled and pure taking care of their household and being devoted to their husbands. By doing these things, the word of God will not be discredited. Likewise, guide the younger men into living disciplined lives for Christ. Above all, set yourself apart as a model of a life, life nobly lived. With dignity, demonstrate integrity in all that you teach. Bring a clear, wholesome message that cannot be condemned, and then your critics will be embarrassed with nothing bad to say about us.
Servants are, are to be supportive of their masters and do what is pleasing in every way. They are not to be argumentative nor steal, but prove themselves to be completely loyal and trustworthy. By doing this, they will ad advertise through all they do to the beautiful teachings of God our Savior. God's marvelous grace has manifested in person, bringing salvation for everyone. This same grace teaches us to live each day as we turn our backs on ungodliness and indulgent lifestyles, and it equips us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. For we continue to look forward to the joyful fulfillment of our hope in the dawning splendor of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus, the Anointed One. He sacrificed himself for us that he might purchase our freedom from every lawless deed and purify for himself a people who are his very own, passionate to do what is beautiful in his eyes. So preach these truths and ex exhort others to follow them. Be willing to expose sin in order to bring correction with full authority without being intimidated by anyone. Passion translation is a mouthful. <laughs> <coughs> Chapter 3. Remind people to respect their governmental leaders on every level as law-abiding citizens and to be ready to fulfill their civic duty. And remind them to never tear down anyone with their words or quarrel, but instead be considerate, humble, and courteous to everyone. For it wasn't that long ago that we behaved foolishly in our stubborn disobedience. We were easily led astray as slaves to worldly passions and pleasures. We wasted our lives doing evil, and with hateful jealousy we hated others. When the extraordinary compassion of our, of our Savior and his overpowering love suddenly appear in person as the brightness of a dawning day, he came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of his extravagant mercy, he saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We are made completely new by the Holy Spirit, whom he splashed over us richly by Jesus the Messiah, our life-giver. So as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, innocent before his face, we can now become heirs of all things, all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life. How true and faith faithful is this message. I want you to especially emphasize these truths so that those who believe in God will be careful to devote themselves to doing good works. It is always beautiful and profitable for believers to do good works. But avoid useless controversies, genealogies, pointless quarrels, and arguments over the law, which will get you nowhere. After a first and second warning, have nothing more to do with a divisive person who refused to be corrected. For you know that's such a one is entwined with his sin and stands self-condemned. When I send Artemis or Tychus to you, be sure to meet me at the city of victory, for I've decided to spend the winter there. Give a generous send-off to Zenus, the scribe, and Apollos, and send them on their journey with what they need. Encourage the believers to be passionately devoted to beautiful works of righteousness by meeting the urgent needs of others and not be unfruitful. Everyone here with me sends their loving greetings to you. Greet the believers who love us in faith. May God's wonderful grace be with you all. Love in Christ, Paul. 
<laughs> I've always really liked Titus because it, it's a good a good guideline for us as believers and especially leaders in the church and um, we're, we're all called to be a leader so really this applies to all of us mm-hmm. you know especially as you know the church that, that we're all part of the house church you know the goal is to eventually splinter off and become our own group so you know we need to <coughs> take a look at books like Titus and know what's expected of us and is it expected of us as believers yeah so I think it's it's kind of interesting that in the middle of it, he goes to, over to talking about slaves, because mm-hmm. that's kind of I don't know, it seems like it kind of stands out from the rest of it, because he goes from talking about like the leader, the leadership of the church, and your your regular everyday believers to people who are in slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I don't know why it just hit me. But. When I see that passage, I I, I did I meditated that too. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> We can we can easily like put that into modern day terms because I'm sure a lot of us probably feel like we're slaves at our at our jobs. Yeah. Like we wake up every day and we have no choice. We have to go and and work, and <coughs> we may not necessarily agree with yep. the authority that's placed over us, but. Like we're expected to treat our masters with respect because through that respect, Christ will be shining through us. Um, where is that? That's in chapter two, right? Verse nine. Yeah. yeah. Chapter two, nine. Yeah. Tell slaves to submit to their own masters and please them in everything they do. They shouldn't talk back or steal. Said they should show that they are completely reliable in everything, so that they make might make the teachings about God our Savior attractive in every way. So, like in every situation, especially at work when we're feeling like we're just slaves, we need to do everything we can to be submissive because it, in a way, makes Jesus more attractive to people. So the part that's <laughs> digesting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you look like you have something. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Um... So there, <laughs> I'm trying to find it in this because I followed along with mine in the Passion Translation. 
Um, at least in this part. I thought it was mentioned earlier in the chapter, but chapter 3, verse 9. <laughs> but avoid foolish debates, genealogies, quarrels, and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Mm -hmm. Reject a divisive person after first and second warning, knowing that such a person is perverted and sins, being self-condemned. It's funny because this week, well, yesterday, <laughs> it's this only week. Tuesday, but probably a little into Sunday too, like, I was thinking about, I feel like God's been talking to me a lot the past couple of days about a lot of different things, but one of the things was... The things that we spend so much time focused on, like I was, <laughs> I always think of Todd White, and he like he always says, "If I'm not talking to you about Jesus, I don't have anything else to talk about." Like, mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't say that that's where I'm at because right. I have, uh, you know, I talked about other things, but I feel like we spend so much of our time talking about things and like spending all of our energy and time on things that just don't matter. Mm -hmm. Foolish mm -hmm. debates, quarrels, disputes about the law. Like, I don't know if that's the disputes about the law, if that's like Politics. politics or if it's, you know, in those, in the that law. day and age, like mm -hmm. it could have been something equivalent to, but it's just like all this stuff that we spend all of our energy and get so bent out of shape about. <laughs> well, the, I don't know. So, the, like, that stuck out. The thing, the thing about this book is that it's written to to Titus about the church, right? So, this is stuff he's warning right. Titus about that's happening in, in the church, inside the church, mm -hmm. and some very strong language that's used in that in that passage there, nine nine through eleven. Um where it says because you know that someone like this is twisted and sinful so they condemn themselves mm -hmm. um, and it says that we should have nothing more to do with the person that causes that conflict after we've like corrected them mm -hmm. and like said hey this can't be happening mm -hmm. like that's that's harsh can we can like can we <laughs> honestly like that if someone within our church is causing this kind of distraction, mm -hmm. could we say, look, we're going to have to ask, ask you to leave because mm -hmm. this is, right. that's a pretty, like, that's a pretty strong statement that yeah. Paul makes there. Like, I mean, it's something that we should do, but like, I, I question my, like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I could say, look, you're going to have to leave, because, I don't know, this, this, right. this, is, this, is, why, this is why Titus really <laughs> gets to me, because there's a lot of really harsh statements in this book, but, like, it's it's the Bible, but I struggle, like, I struggle with Titus. But, mm -hmm. but, you and I have had this conversation before, like, we just had this conversation with mom and dad, my mom and dad, we were talking about 
like situations when people within the church do things that they shouldn't do and they're given a choice either you need to stop the behavior or you might need to take some time away like there's been a lot of situations within our lives and people we know where it's like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing like I'm bringing it to your attention either stop or yeah and that's the same thing mm-hmm. because you know my mom pointed out she's like I'm trying to think of because <laughs> we always have a choice mm-hmm. it's not that people are telling us we have to leave it's that you're doing something that you shouldn't be so we're trying to help you correct that but if you want to continue to do it that's your choice mm-hmm. and that's the consequence for it and that's stuck because people don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> and no one like, wants to be the one to have to, to, to say, say that. Like, because I'm, you know, I was, we were having a conversation, like, when I went through my divorce. Like, there were things, well, and not in a church setting, but, like, my parents said, you know, you're doing this. This is not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. This is when I was living there. Mm-hmm. So you either are going to need to stop doing what you're doing mm-hmm. or you're going to need to leave. Mm-hmm. I was 30 years old yeah. and my parents were having that conversation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I I didn't want to stop doing what I was doing, so I left. Yeah. But that was my choice. Right. Like I can't get mad at them mm-hmm. cuz they kicked me out cuz they didn't kick me out. They gave me a choice. <laughs> and that's what right. I chose. So like I liken it to that, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing like and they only did it cuz they loved me. They didn't want to see me going down the path that I was going. and that, But that was, and I think it's the same for this type of thing. Like, it, it, we're calling out people we love, like our brothers and sisters. I don't want to say calling out. But trying to correct our brothers and sisters. We're not trying to correct some random Jewish male off the street that mm-hmm. we don't like. Yeah. Right. And that's the, uh, that's what I think is hard to kind of differentiate sometimes. It's like, how do you tell people, blah, you know, blah, blah, well, we're not to do that to unbelievers. <coughs> it's each other that we're supposed right. to hold accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You want a little tangent there? No. <laughs> well, this, this is like on the forefront of my mind, this, this passage here in particular, because of, you know, this podcast thing that, you know, me and other Brad are working on right. it. Other Brad. And, <laughs> you know, the, our next topic, I believe, is going to be politics and church. <laughs> and, like, this is pretty clear to me here. I mean, in church, it's just not acceptable because it causes such a divide between people because no one's ever going to agree on politics. And it just rips people apart. Yeah, everybody has their own idea idea about how church mm-hmm. should be ran. <laughs> I mean, politics as in, like, government. A lot, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, the, um, I don't want to keep talking, but when I, <laughs> over <laughs> here, <laughs> Wait, after, you, after we were done, and, like, the way the passion translation like the it's got verse 14 and 15 is conclusion <laughs> um 
Like, as you were reading that, they encourage the believers to be passionately devoted to beautiful works of righteousness by meeting the urgent needs of others and not be unfruitful. Everyone here with me sends their loving greetings to you. Greet the believers who love us in the faith. May God's wonderful grace be with you all. Love in Christ, Paul. I'm like... As I was reading that... (laughs) As I was reading that, I was like blown away thinking... Get the spray bottle. I was blown away thinking like... That's, like... In conclusion. Well, no, like... That's a letter from someone who, like... Like, a letter from someone. From the Bible. Like, it just, like, hit me, like... He's writing to us. Yeah. Even though it was all these years ago, and he doesn't know us. Like, he's still writing to us. And it was, like... I don't know, it just hit me as a weird, like, surreal, like, I don't know. Because it personalizes it. Yeah, it was like a personal letter to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That Paul wrote. Doesn't know me. <laughs> God does. Yes. I like the, uh... Well, verse uh, 15 in chapter 2 they saw that reason and I yeah, forget how he's in the passion translation but it says these then are the things you should teach encourage and rebuke with all authority do not let anyone despise you yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's an intimidating verse to read at first but I'm like wait that's meant to empower us mm-hmm. to do what needs to be done right because we're held accountable like we're held accountable for doing that mm-hmm. so we're either going to have to answer to not doing <laughs> what we're supposed to do or for doing what we're supposed to be doing and making somebody angry yeah or you know whatever the yeah <laughs> well you know I, th- I think the other the other uncomfortable part of this book at least for me, is that it brings to light the fact that we, like, most people really get excited about the, like, encourage and build each other up part. Right. But we don't really like to talk about the correcting each other and, like, holding each other accountable part. Iron Mm -hmm. sharpens iron type Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, as as a such a close group of people, you know, you become family. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So you kind of like, well, I know, around stuff. I know they're not really living the way they should be, but I don't want to, like, hurt anyone's feelings. So I'll just kind of, like, sweep it under the rug, you know. I'll... Or slide things in here and there. <laughs> I'll pretend, you know, maybe I don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I do it. I do it, too. But, like, that's one thing that Titus really kind of, like, pushes on us. as we're, Like, we're responsible as brothers and sisters to, like, 
hold each other accountable and say, hey, you know, what you're doing is not good, and, yeah. you know, and, uh, like, what can I, you know, what can I do to help you overcome this problem, you know? It's a, it's, it's a hard it's a hard job yeah it's really interesting because I was telling Brandon um, <laughs> we had this like really bizarrely strange conversation today at work about church and crazy church people and <laughs> like that's one of the thing that resounds so strongly from so many people is church people are so judgmental and like, I, I agree. Like I agree to a certain extent. There, there have been many churches that I've visited or been a part of where I'm just like, man, they just are like condemning everything left and right, whatever. But then I also wonder sometimes, like, if it's because churches hold people to a certain standard when it's not time yet to hold those people to a certain standard, so they start to judge people before it's time like that you know I think. like that's meant for us and it's not judgmental when we're doing it to each other it's mm -hmm. I think too it like, like with like you were saying like I think a lot of times they will call something out in somebody but then not offer to help right, right. you know what mm -hmm. I mean yeah. like, well you better go fix this or else you're mm -hmm. getting right. cut like right, right. Uh, and so it know. does. It's like more of an ultimatum yeah. you know. versus like <coughs> being helpful. Like I love you, I want to help you. What can I do to help like there's you? No, like there's not a it. compassion there right. for the person, you know. Like that's <laughs> mm -hmm. like it's like we're missing like half of the equation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I might be weird. I mean, it's been said before, but like. I want to be around people who are holding me accountable. Right. Like, I want to be around people mm -hmm. who are calling me out. Like, if I'm doing something stupid, I count on him to be like, what are, what right. are you doing? Right. <laughs> you know, like, because I might not see it, or I might not, like, you don't always catch those things mm -hmm. in yourself. And so you want someone who you know is doing it because they love you, not because they want to bring condemnation on you. Mm -hmm. But like, so that makes me think about in marriage being equally yoked, but then it kind of makes me think about being equally yoked as believers, mm -hmm. as far yeah. as that goes. Yeah. So we have to be able to talk to our brothers and sisters yeah. about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like you're you're right too. Like you can't just be a big condemnation party. <laughs> right. Know? We hand out condemnation <laughs> right. parties. Everybody, everybody sit down and we're all gonna say things that you need. You're condemned. You get a card. Everybody's condemned. And I think like. on the same side too, <laughs> like 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 you were saying, Melody, it's like we've gotta choose when, when we're called out, and I'm speaking this to myself right now mm -hmm. too, when we're called out. We've got to choose to believe. We've got to know what the motive is, too. It's like, right, do we believe right. that they, that person loves us? Because mm -hmm. if we don't, we're going to hate them for it. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? 
Because a lot of times, there's a lot of times where people get butthurt and say, well, you're not doing it in love, mm-hmm. but maybe they are because well, we're just blinded by our own pride. But I think, you know? I think that's part of why it's important that we are doing that with each other, but not holding unbelievers to the same standard uh-huh. because they don't... They're not there. Maturity. They're not there, yeah. and they don't know. And there isn't, like, that family, familial, like, thing yet. You know, for them to know that they're loved, and that's why it's happening. Because it comes across as condemnation when you're mm-hmm. just—I don't know. It, it's such a oh, this whole book <laughs> is just crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easier to um, dislike the person condemning or. Are giving you that feedback than it is to to be unhappy with yourself because your your sinful part is going to say well I'm not doing that wrong right why are you saying that mm-hmm. so it's easier for me you know for for me to say oh well Melody said that and you know and then you think whatever about the person condemning me you know or I mean I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this but it's like Oh, you want to come at me with that? Let's talk about um, X, Y, Z. What you did, right? This at this point, mm-hmm. and like, right, <laughs> right. It's hard. Or, <laughs> and here's one that I've struggled with: is I really feel like I need to say something to this person, but you know, I'm struggling with this thing. So, is it really my place to, to say? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. You know, maybe I need to take care of myself. This thing before I say this thing to because I always, I always ever... think of, I always think of the beam of the eye thing. Yeah, I do like, too. I do if too. I'm, if I'm doing this over here, I, I have a plank in my eye. Should mm-hmm. I really be going and you know? But will you ever <laughs> so get to, to that? Will you ever get to the place, right. or is that a cop out so that you don't have to? Yeah, and I think it is more of a cop out mm-hmm. because when will we ever be completely clean, free? <laughs> well. Or, I mean, I think, too, you know, like, there's things that I've wanted to point out, and I'm like, you know, but I've done that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would, you know, I might not do it now, and that might not be the choice I would make at this point mm-hmm. in my life, but I've done this. So, am I really qualified to say mm-hmm. something? Because then people, you know, like, and I think we do. We find excuses to not have to, to do it because... It's well, so uncomfortable. Well, but I think, like Brandon was saying, you know, do do you say this when you have this going on in mm-hmm. your own life? I think that's part of where you have to rely on your discernment and, and for God to tell you, you know, maybe you are using it as a cop-out. Maybe God brought this to your attention so you could address this in your own life. So, And I think that's a hard part because then mm-hmm. you're you're really struggling with, Am I supposed to say this to this person, or is this really just for me so I can address X, Y, Z? Or maybe God's working on someone else to talk to you about the thing that you're right, mm-hmm. right. copping out because right. of, like... Right. <laughs> now you're going too deep. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i been struggling with that <laughs> the last couple weeks. Like, is God... Is God telling me stuff to share? To <laughs> like, is it is it 
something I need to fix for me, or right. is it some like that whole like? Yeah, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it's like you know something comes and it's like, okay, is that for me to fix something within me, or is that for me to fix? Try to help fix. It's so so, and I I may be way off, and sometimes I think this is a, a female thing, but it may be more of a believer thing, a Christian thing. But I, I feel like, as a woman, as a as a Christian, as a Christ, as a you know female believer, I do that a lot, and I always feel you know there are these things going on at work and I really try to be introspective and say well I'm reacting to to this well why am I reacting this way or you know give them grace or or I, I find that I'm really kind of dissecting the mm -hmm. situations a lot but I think <laughs> all the guys are like <laughs> and maybe but maybe not but but as a as a female as a mm -hmm. believer you know it's what is that godly motivation? Is mm -hmm. that godly motivation there? It, 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 is this to be constructive or is this to be not constructive? Mm -hmm. and, and I do that a lot, but it's because of these things that are in Titus that it's like, whoa, mm -hmm. like this is heavy, this is serious. Like I want to make the right, you know, mm -hmm. statement or the right decision or the right. But for me, I, and I do this a lot at work, and it's just, it's exhausting mm -hmm. because I'm always. And again, yeah, I don't know if you gentlemen exhausting. experience that too, but like, you know, knowing the truth and, and believing in Christ and, and trying to walk that out daily, it is, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It is, I don't, I don't know how to put it into mm -hmm. words, but, but if you take your walk seriously and want to live it out, Mm -hmm. For me, it's having those internal conversations and, mm -hmm. and really, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? But then it gets into, I think we were saying earlier about the busyness of life and being the slave to this and, you know, your job, your work, your home, your friends, your family, and whoever else. And then it's how does it all fit together into the big pot? It's funny you say that because, like, today at work, we were really short-staffed. So I was like hopping from computer to computer to computer, like just yeah. busy, busy, busy. I didn't take a lunch. I didn't like, yep. but I, my brain was constantly thinking of like church stuff, mm -hmm. church stuff. And right. like, and I, there was one point where I thought to myself and you know, like I have the luxury of working with Brad who is also a believer. So like minded, sometimes I can go over and I'm like, ah, or he'll come over and be like, ah. And it's like, I, th I think to myself, does does everyone else? I don't. Yeah. What do they uh, do? Like what? Yeah. I what think are that they doing? Time. Like, and I think about. Okay, so Brandon. I wonder if Brandon's sitting at work, like, with his brain going like I, like mine, and like, and then I look at the people that I work with, and I'm like, what are they? Yeah. What what's are their they, internal? Like, what's yeah. going on in there? Because like, all I'm thinking of is I gotta get, I gotta write this down. Like, God's telling me this. I got to write this <laughs> down. Like, and then I'm thinking, like, is this normal? Is this, like, because <laughs> that's not how my life ever had been. Right. Like, in my previous I walk, I'm in a different place now than I was before. And it's more of, like, my whole, I it's, 
I think it's right because God placed that in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because Christ lives in us. And and so that's why I think it's right. But you're right. It's a lot when you feel like you are doing all this, but then you see the world and you're like, what are they? I feel like my brain is like Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like, that's how I feel. (laughs) That's how I feel during the day because I just... Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not hearing other people, but mm-hmm. I'm just like Snippet. it's stuff yeah. all the time, like just yeah, dropping in, and it, it's it's overwhelming. It's sometimes. Overwhelming sometimes, but it's like, like I think is, I mean, like this is this how it's supposed to be? I feel like this is how it's supposed to be. It's like ever, like just a constant, like. Or I'm praying, like, I'll pray mm-hmm. about stuff all day. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it's just... Yeah. Like, how cool would would it have been to be, like, in the time when that's all you had to do? Yeah. Like, your profession yes. yeah. wasn't, you know, like, an overwhelming thing to where you were a slave to it every yeah. single day. I agree. Wow, we're going... Okay. I was going to say, what do you guys think of this? <laughs> What do the gentlemen think? Are we the only ones whose brains like all day? No. Well, I'm, I'm very because of my personality too. Because I'm I'm a very introverted, introspective mm-hmm. person. So I kind of it's it's like that, but it's a little bit different, of course. Because my my thing, ninety percent of the time, if I'm not focused on other people, I'm usually focused on some sort some sort of music. Mm-hmm. It's always it's always a song running through my head. Mm-hmm. Like I, until, of course, I get and work with people when you do all that stuff because most of the time I'm trying to like sing to myself most of the time like worship like Mm -hmm. especially like when I'm by myself like in a dish room and stuff like that and that's that's most of the time is when he'll speak to me so you have the luxury (coughs) of being by yourself yeah for brief periods, yes. <laughs> and I, I take full advantage of that. Really, <laughs> Believe you, me. I mean, you're kind of secluded. No. Not anymore. He has that voices in his ear all day. Well, yeah. <laughs> but and it's my, like... Mine's like... Okay, I have my good times with that, but then I'm... A lot of times I'm like fighting off like... Like seeing the choices that people are oh, making. Yeah. And like... Okay, either condemning them for it or feeling sad for them yeah. you know what I mean like especially the people that I like mm-hmm. hung out with at work and Broken. I'm like mm-hmm. what do I do <laughs> you know what I mean I, I keep waiting it's like okay <laughs> some, eventually I'm gonna get something or he's gonna do something he's gonna make an opening somewhere but like I just kind of I just keep trying to go back to like under my even under my breath when I'm around people just kind of like because mm-hmm. to me Worship is like the easiest way just mm-hmm. to stay, try to stay in his presence. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't, I'm definitely not the best at it, but I felt I know that that's probably the biggest thing that helps me. But that's that's most of the time that's what's running through my head is different songs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just me. But every once in a while, of course, Holy Spirit will drop. Like a lot of times, if I'm thinking about scripture, it's usually. Not necessarily that I read it recently. It'll be something that I read in the past. I always get like a phrase, and I'll be like, "I don't remember where that is." Then I'll have to go look it up online, right. like on my break or something like that, and go. But on my, I've been on my break. I've been reading like trying to read like a chapter a day, and just that's where I try to. Recently, I've finally been trying to like take like five ten minutes at the end of that and just 
mm-hmm. you know, and sit. Because I keep preaching about, okay, we need to be still and do a lot of stuff right. when I'm not doing it myself. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's usually how my day is. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I feel like I got while well, all of that was going on. <laughs> what? Like what we that were just... That whole conversation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, that kind of all stemmed from, like, how do we, like, oh, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> how, this is how I am all day. How, like, how, do how we try to cop out from... Yes. from you know, approaching. I'm struggling with this, so I right. can't say right. something to somebody. Yeah. So I got this vision. It's like clear as day, as as you were all like <laughs> conversing. <laughs> <and> I'm like, <laughs> ah, okay. So I got this vision, and you know, we're all going to one day stand before God, and He's going to ask us some questions. Mm-hmm. And this is the question that he had for me. What makes you think what you were going through then, what makes you think that should keep you from saving that person from destruction? Mm-hmm. What they're doing over here has nothing to do with what you're going through here. It's still your responsibility mm-hmm. to take care of your brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. That's right. And when you said that, it makes I'm <clears throat> I'm always thinking of like the root of everything and the root of everything that is sinful and cop out and stuff. As I think through it, is selfishness. Yes. yes. Right. I yeah. mean, any sin that you're doing is—that's yeah. the root of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, like I was thinking, basically, God saying to you, "Are you going to be selfish and be more concerned about yourself before you?" Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that like in a bad way, <laughs> but like for all of us, like, are we more important? It's basically what you're saying. Are we more important than our brothers and our sisters? Mm -hmm. Because not until I get myself right can I do anything for Mm -hmm. somebody else. And that's like the most selfish thing that there is. (laughs) Like when you say it like that, it's like, well, of course, that's like... But when you think it in your head, it's Mm -hmm. that, well, I don't... Mixed with I'm not worthy enough. I mean, there's a little bit, you know, there's a mixture of, mm-hmm. of that, but. Yeah, I don't think that we really can take that that verse about removing the, the plank in our eye before we try to remove the speck in our brother's eye. Right. Like, as a, as a way out. Right. Because all the while we're trying to yank this plank out of our eye, our brother's over here falling into destruction. Right, right. Like we can't, we can't continue to do this and not do this. Right, right. I mean, right. I'll be back up here mm-hmm. while I'm still trying to work on myself. You know. Right. Because I think the key is, like Brad said. I think he said, 
is, or maybe you said, but like <laughs> helping. We're not condemning. We're not judging. We're trying to help them. Like you're not pointing something out and then figure it out on your own. See ya. You know, like we're, and then maybe in that jointness, we both get rid of the things in our eyes. You're walking with them. You're not walking away from them. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way he closes out the book really kind of, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we read the ends of these letters and they'll, and we're like, what importance does this even have? He's just mm. like, it's like the closing, yeah, like, closing tell, argument. Tell so and so I said hey. <laughs> we like, send our greetings. Okay, well, what, what, why include that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. What is the importance of this? Because he misses them. Well, that. But it says when I send Artemis and Tychius to you, try to come to me in Nicop Nicopolis. Because I've decided to spend the winter there. Help Zenus the lawyer and Apollos on their journey with enthusiasm so that they won't need anything. Mm -hmm. But our people should also learn to devote themselves to doing good in order to meet pressing needs so they aren't unproductive. Everyone with me greets you, greet those who love us faithfully. Grace be with you all. So, like he's saying there to end his statement, is like we need to be here for each other. Mm -hmm. Nobody within your circle should be in any kind of need like don't yeah. don't just sit around and be unproductive right. like make sure everyone is in a good place mm -hmm. I don't know if you meant to close it out with that but no it's just <laughs> I mean that's kind of we were talking about mm -hmm. being there for each other like that seemed like a good segue <laughs> like there's another scripture another uh, verse that sticks out to me it's in chapter 1 verse 15 and 16 um to the pure, everything is pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and disqualified for any good work. That's a pretty harsh statement. That's so, yeah. like, <coughs> that, like, just sticks out at me. Like, wow. Like, disqualified for any good work mm -hmm. like I just envision not, no one in particular but just the masses of people mm -hmm. who profess to know God but deny them by their works mm -hmm. like all the stuff that they're doing is in vain because they're mm -hmm. disqualified for doing any good work like they might be doing stuff, but it's mm. like it kind of makes me think of the whole the whole passage when they're like, "Didn't we prophesy in your name, and didn't we, you know, heal people in your name?" And right. isn't that what the 
the passage where it says, and he'll say, depart, I didn't know you. Right. <laughs> like. Yike. They profess to me. I don't know. That just stuck, it sticks out to me. It's, mm. it's just a, a crazy. Because, I mean, he says that you'll know them by their works. So here he's saying, like, mm. I don't know. Well, it's like right, right at the end of chapter one, where it just he just gets done listing all these things like that you need to be doing as a good leader, right? right. Traits that show. Right. So if you're like doing things that you shouldn't be doing that contradict the the list here, mm-hmm. but yet you still claim to know who God is, you're kind of putting yourself in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> it just, you know, there's certain things that just kind of like pop out. And that, that was one of them. I did like too. This is the last thing I have to say. <laughs> I swear. And in closing. <laughs> um, in the the passion translation I thought it was interesting how it calls out um, in the verse 2 or I'm sorry chapter 2 where it talks about um, about teaching yep um I don't know if there it says female elders mm-hmm. and I know that that's a like hot what verse is that hot point uh, verse well chapter 2 verse 3 so in the passion translation it says likewise with the female elders lead them into lives free from gossip and drunkenness and to be teachers of beautiful things so in the NIV it says likewise teach the older women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like I just wondered you know, because there's so much controversy. controversy. I know that's a podcast topic of women in leadership right. and, <laughs> and stuff, but yeah. women as elders, women as anything. You know, I just thought that was interesting when it said female elders. I wonder if It'd be that interesting to look up that on Bible CC and see what the Greek is for that. Mm-hmm. See, the footnote says, or old woman. <laughs> so, I, I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. I just saw it, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, because elder can mean older. older. Yeah. It's a good question. As a woman, I just find it to be an interesting, like... <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah, like... <laughs> I think that's I think that's interesting though. Like that's a that whole like basically we're the ones who are supposed to teach. Yeah, cuz we're the so older women. The original Greek is <laughs> an old woman. Yeah, so okay. So it doesn't not uh, necessarily uh, nothing leadership about it. Yeah. So uh to go on a tangent from that melody. Um you know 
being a mom now and a wife, I think a lot about what we're showing our children, mm-hmm. what the world is showing them, mm-hmm. and the roles that Greg and I both play. Mm-hmm. And I think of the differences the world says between men and women mm-hmm. and what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Susie has two mommies and Billy has two daddies and what 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 is missing mm-hmm. and Sometimes I think, oh my goodness, I would never want to be a man mm-hmm. because of the things, biblically speaking, men are to do. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I oh my gosh, I do not want to be a woman <laughs> because of the things that I need to do. Yeah. But then I say, and, and it's such a dichotomy, Greg and I, because, you know, we're supposed to be balanced and yin and yang and... Um, that's how God created it, and yet I'm, I'm very aware of um, roles, I guess, mm-hmm. and that too is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. When you take the responsibilities that we've been given through the Word, and it's like, you go to bed and you think, did I do a good job today? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you feel that too. Like, yeah. did you do a good job, you know, with the people you came in contact with? Did you do a good job with your coworkers and your friends mm-hmm. and your family? And, you know, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I don't totally understand that, but I think too that's where we have to, to avoid putting all that pressure on ourselves is where we've got to, We've got to look to him, otherwise we're just going right. to crumble. Right. Because it's it's way too much for us to do on ever do on our own. And like, <laughs> I, like I'm looking at this list. <clears throat> yes. Um, for older women. Right. Or to be reverent in behavior. Well, the older women are to teach mm-hmm. to be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not addicted to wine. Teach what is good. Teach them to love their husbands and children, to be sensible, pure, good homemakers, and submissive to their husbands. And I think to myself, if I'm living that, right, then that's what I'm, I'm teaching, right. You know, like, and and to that point, I, I feel like that is easy as a woman because God placed that in me. Mm-hmm. He placed that in my heart, and. So for some of these things, it comes very natural. Yeah. And I think you guys would agree for some of the things we are to do. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, that that like you said, we have to rely on him because he placed all that in us to bring it out of us. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I've just, I just been seeing it this way, too. It's like we have all these expectations. And, you know, this is how you're supposed to live. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Right. But it's like I think I see it as like... If we're if we're like so in love with him, and our focus is on him, that I think this is more like the measuring stick of what that looks like where yeah, we are. I like that. You know what I mean? As opposed to well, you better you know do this. <laughs> but if we're so focused on him, it's like it just oozes out of us. And you know what I mean? So that way, it's like, <sighs> you know, I, I can rest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as you're saying uh, that, I'm thinking of. You know, some of these things are about our husbands mm-hmm. that we're to teach. And so I'm 
doing the comparison of us as the bride mm-hmm. and him as the groom and how that because of what he is to us the way that we are is just natural right and like I think of a marriage like when you're equally yoked with someone who's doing what they're supposed to be doing like it's easy to be submissive to him because of the way that he is now I've also had it where it wasn't not with him but to where they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing so it's not easy to be submissive not it's not easy to love yoke. them it's not right. easy to to do those things mm-hmm. so i think that's why he he puts such an importance on being equally yoked because it just works like he and i are equally yoked right so it flows he and i are so it flows right. yeah because he says his his yoke is easy and his burden mm-hmm. is light so there must be some truth to that yeah. if you said it, That's right. you know. And it just it makes it it makes it easier when, like you said, like yeah. I mean the kid thing. That's you know I don't know anything about that, but <laughs> good stuff. I think, I think that just that whole thing can be summed up where it says in. I forget where it's at, but it says we. Mu- the only thing we must work at is to enter His rest. Because mm-hmm. I think that this is like an all-encompassing thing. Because that's in every aspect of our lives. That's powerful. Because mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm trying to do. Like especially even just like that taking that ten minutes and just I think that's a big part of entering into that rest is doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we're so busy, you know, we don't make time for Him. Right. You know, we're just going to go back to ourselves again. We're kind of <laughs> working in vain. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Anyone else got anything they want? <laughs> want to add? This is kind of like a, a lot of, a lot to digest there, but. Yeah. We probably could have spent a good three weeks on that book. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know how long we spent on Jonah, and that was that, mm-hmm. sh- that short. Just imagine so. how long we'd be on the um, Book of Psalms. 